Hey everyone, happy Fun Size Friday. So today's episode will be with Jordan. Before we jump into that, I just wanted to do an exciting announcement real quick. So when you're listening to this, it will be the week before a very exciting thing that's happening on Fun Size. And basically, we are turning one. So on September 4th was our first episode that we've ever posted here for a Fun Size podcast. So I will be doing a giveaway. So if you're not on our Instagram yet, please go ahead and do so. It's just at Fun Size Podcast on Instagram. I will be choosing three different winners and it'll be open to Hawaii, California, just like anywhere in the US. So feel free to enter that once I post that and I will be posting on August 30th. And I'll give that a week to like enter and choose a winner and everything so you'll hear it first right now go ahead and follow us so that you can enter that giveaway as well as just keep up with my life and the podcast and all those great things otherwise today's episode will be very exciting it's going to be with Jordan, um, who is one of my good friends here at SDSU, and I met him through a couple organizations, and I will be diving into that as well. But before I like officially get into it, I just want to thank you all so much for sticking around for our first year as a podcast. I'm so excited to share this with you all and to actually make it this far because it's pretty insane how far Fun's podcast has come and so I'm just very thankful for you all. Thank you all for sticking around. I hope that this content is relevant to you and you just learn from the podcast and that's kind of just my goal to share with you all my experiences and to just let you know that you aren't alone and so I hope that's what you feel when you listen to these episodes. I have been getting a lot of great feedback from our college episodes so far so hopefully this college episode today will definitely help you all who are interested in college experiences and just hearing different perspectives and things like that but for the most part I do genuinely hear like a lot of great feedback and that doesn't go unnoticed so thank you all so much for just investing in this podcast and just simply following is just like such a blessing to me so thank you all so much and just thank you for letting me do what I love because I genuinely do love podcasting and hosting and talking to nobody but like you guys are all listening so it's pretty cool um so yeah thank you all once again and thank you for just sticking around um celebrate our one year once again at fun size podcast and i'll see you all there otherwise let's hop into the episode Hey everyone, so I'm here with Jordan and we're going to be talking about another college episode here on the podcast and I'm so excited because we'll be talking about dealing with changes in college and this is going to be like encompassing a lot of different changes. So not only like career paths and things like that, but also like just overall like dealing with change, but I don't know when a lot of other things are happening, I guess, like trying to balance everything when everything's so dynamic, if that makes sense. Anyway, it's going to make more sense once we get into it. Um, but real quick, we're going to go over um, a little more about Jordan and just like his involvements here at SDSU, major like career goals and stuff, and then also just how we met. But introduce yourself. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you, Camille, for having me on your show. I'm super excited to be on a podcast for the first time. Um, it'll be, this is your first? This is my first time on a podcast. I'm honored. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but uh, this is my first time actually being in one. So I'm super happy to be on your podcast. Um, a little bit about myself. My name is Jordan. Um, I am a third year now at SDSU, which is crazy because that whole, does is, the that whole does pandemic, crazy. I was just like, you're a senior now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm a third year. Um, Kind of the 
I'm a traditional student. I started as a first-time freshman at San Diego State, mm -hmm. um, but I've kind of taken a little non-traditional path in terms of my career path. So my major is interdisciplinary studies at San Diego State. Um, for those of you that don't know what that is, because I know a lot of colleges like they don't really offer majors like that. No. Um, you basically get to tailor your own major. Um, and you get to pick each area of academics that you want to study. So the ones that I picked were biology, psych, and kines. So a lot of science classes <laughs> kind of sucks, but yeah, um, that's my major. Um, and I'm kind of using it as a stepping stone. I'm not really going to use that major to like find a job and apply with that major, but um, my career path is towards physician assistant school. Um, yeah. Yes. Love that. And Jordan and I met for our Pacific Islander Club, actually. Yeah. And wait, you got involved, though, your second year, right? Did I? Or was it your first year? So it was my first. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, it was your first year. It was my first year. It was year. your first year. I remember this now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember picking Jordan up for a, a bonfire, and we didn't even know what he looked like. <laughs> so funny. we pulled up to his apartment. And Riley and I were like, okay, how are we to know it's him? And yeah, anyway, yeah. we just picked this random guy up and it happened to be Jordan. So yeah. yeah. It was uh, our first time meeting. I just came out and I was like, hi, I'm Jordan. Riley, I was just saying on the podcast how we picked Jordan up and that's how we met, but we didn't know what he looked like. Yeah, we had no clue. We're like, yeah, he looks like it. <laughs> 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 he our car, so I guess it's him. But then when I saw you, I'm like, like, I remembered you from high school. Right. Yeah. That's probably why you thought that I was in my second year. So, a little, like, context for that. Like, I had come down to San Diego State my senior year in high school for the high school conference. Yeah. And I performed. Performed there. I'm choking on my pillow right now, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> no, you're good. Don't die. No, it's good. Don't die on us. So about high school um, conference. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, we performed at high school conference. I briefly met some of you, um, and then in the fall I came back and I met Camille. So yeah. Yep. The rest is history. Rest and now Jordan's an ambassadors with me because yeah. I recruited you. She did recruit me. I was like, we need more guys. Yeah. And I applied and I got in and here we are today. <laughs> Do you actually like it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but genuinely. So ambassadors for me was a little bit different. Again, it was another like non-traditional route. Oh, right. I did all of ambassador training um, online and I really didn't get to meet anyone or socialize at all. So um, it was an interesting path, but so far I like it. Haven't done too much on campus yet, but we'll see how that goes this coming week. Honestly, at least you got the hard stuff over with. Yeah. And now you can genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. Not that that was easier to do it online right. at all, but still, yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Okay, yeah, so that's about Jordan. Um, we're going to quickly, not quickly, we're going to now dive into like how to deal with multiple different areas of changes in college. And we'll just start like from the beginning, I guess. So how would you kind of describe your experience like moving away from home? Because you didn't move away far, yeah. but you were still moving. I so. still moved. So... Um, yeah, so I, my hometown is in Temecula, California, which is about an hour north of campus. Um, moving away wasn't 
too bad because I do have a lot of family like in San Diego already. Mm-hmm. Um, so the moving really wasn't too hard. It was kind of just like the transition to college itself. Oh, I yeah. feel like that, that was the biggest part for me because I'm like, I can go home whenever I want, but it's like college. Like, how do you... Like, we can't go back to high school. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. What was the hardest part you feel? Like... Um, like the rigor maybe of classes. I feel like that was something that I. So for me personally, I found that my college classes were easier. Like my my freshman. Really? Yeah. What were you taking? Like it's weird because. Oh, but also like it's like Chem one hundred, Bio one hundred. Yeah. Like like, don't get me wrong. Like they were still hard classes. Um. Another thing about me is that I didn't live in the freshman housing. That part too. Okay, okay. I didn't live in freshman housing. I think that's why I thought you were a second year or like a transfer or something when we met because you weren't in there. Was that different for you? Like, did you feel like that made an effect? I feel like it, I feel like that was a hard part for me because, you know, living in the residence halls, you live with all those people, you go to classes with all of them. Mm -hmm. But for me, like I'm living, I lived in an apartment pretty much on campus, but like all of them were either transfer students, grad students, like Mm -hmm. just people living in San Diego. So I didn't really get that bonding with people that I lived with. So I think that was a hard part for me, like trying to find um, like where I, where I fit in on campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually had a friend that did that and she like was miserable. It kind of sucked. Yeah. (laughs) Like how did you kind of cope with that? Or like, did it take like the full year for you to be like, okay, I should really like do something. So I don't think it took me the full year, but I think one thing like, that helped me a lot was just getting involved on campus Mm -hmm. because like it really just sucked being by myself like in an apartment with no one I knew so I joined PISA I joined later ambassadors um I joined like uh I joined an org for like future physician assistants Mm -hmm. so like that took a lot of my time I took 18 units my first semester why to keep myself busy because I was like, I don't, I'm not trying to be like... Oh my gosh, that's so I, insane. I basically was only at my, my apartment to like eat and sleep and like that was it. It was a it was a grind for sure freshman year. Okay, so you really threw yourself in. I had to because I was like, I, can, I can't be like alone like this. Yeah. <laughs> but, Did it change yeah. like after doing all that? Like, were you like, okay, maybe this is like too much or like... Yeah, I definitely scaled down. I only took as much as I needed to stay full time. Yeah. My second semester, because I'm like, dude, this is not... Second semester freshman year? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, like, I was like, okay, like, normally people take, like, four or five classes, like, 12, 15 units per semester, so I was like, I'm going to stick with the minimum, because that 18-unit semester just, like, killed me. I, like, had my first white hairs. (laughs) I was just like, bro... At, like, 18 years old? (laughs) Dude, I was like, no, this is not it, so... Yeah, it's a little bit about my transition to college. Um, Damn, I I didn't know that. Yeah. It was rough, but... You regret? Or, like... I I wouldn't say regret, because, like, I don't like regretting, but, like, if I could go back, I definitely would. (laughs) I definitely would consider living in residence halls, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a... For advice for people coming into college, definitely try to live with people that you're going through the same process mm-hmm. with. Because if you're not living with them, you're kind of walking that road kind of alone in this sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, future okay. self. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. That'd be hard. Um, but in terms of like relationships and stuff, did you know people going to SDSU or were you mm-hmm. kind of like... 
Let me think. I really didn't have anyone that I knew like at SDS. Actually, that's a lie. I knew <laughs> I knew my. <laughs> so I came in as a freshman as a kinesiology major. Yes. And I ended up choosing San Diego State because a lot of my high school teachers were alumni from San Diego State. Oh. So one of my teachers in high school was like, "Hey, I know so and so. Her name's Kelly Lane from ENS." They're like best friends going through college. She's like, um, if you're going to be a kines major, like I can hook you guys up. So Kelly Lane was the first person I knew coming to San Diego State. Um, Wait, so why does that name sound familiar? She's an advisor for ENS. She's the ENS advisor. Um, I wouldn't know like that. Anyway. But yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But in terms of like students or like people on campus, I really didn't know yeah. many people. Yeah. So how did you meet people not living with freshmen? Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> um... I think it mostly came from like my classes, like mm-hmm. forming study groups, mm-hmm. group me's, like just like talking to people in lecture, being like, "Hey, do you want to study like for mm-hmm. this exam later?" And like, I feel like that's how I met most people. But in the end, it wasn't really like friends; it was just like to study. So, yeah. But I did meet those people. Um, I do still see them around campus. I met some of them again. It was kind of weird seeing them. Oh, nice. For the first time in a while, but. It was that, and then the rest of the socializing were, like, all the clubs that I joined. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, in the last episode I did about College Life 101, I was saying that exactly. I was like, you're not always going to meet people in the residence hall. Yeah. Like, you can always meet them in class. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of people are, like, really nice about it. It's, like, really normal to meet people in classes, especially when you go to a huge school, like, state, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, 300 people in a class. Like, you obviously need at least one person you know. Yeah. So that's always one way. I definitely met people too, but like not like besties like in my class. Yeah, it's funny. Funny like my first big lecture was with Michael Rapp for communication. Okay. And that was like my first big lecture. And like all of my freshman class that we were like, we all sat down, like everyone just started going around and like getting numbers because we're just like, all right, how do we make Really? So I have like a lot of random people's numbers from like that class. Because it was like everyone in the front row was like, all right, pass your number down. Like we're going to like form study groups and like that never really actualized. But it's funny like seeing like looking back and be like, yeah, you just like trying to grasp for like who you're trying to be friends with. Yeah. But yeah, not besties, but. At least you have someone. Yeah. Like you're not the only person in like a 300 some person class yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um also i don't know if you want to talk about this but yeah. you're also doing long distance your freshman year right? i did do long distance freshman year <laughs> how did that affect okay every yeah. person i talked to mm-hmm. at least like my close friend group now mm-hmm. they regret going into college with a relationship mm-hmm. what's your perspective i guess on yeah that? like in your experience if you don't mind sharing no yeah yeah, yeah. i'm down to talk about <laughs> it all it's important um for me, long distance was really tough. It was very emotionally draining. Yes. Just because it's like college. You're like both going through the same process, but like miles and miles away. So like that was definitely a big challenge. Um, for me, with my significant other, we like talked extensively mm-hmm. before like we moved. Like I made it a point. I was like... No, that's good. All right, we have to set boundaries. Yes. We have to come to agreements as to what because so she went to school in Connecticut Mm -hmm. so she's three hours ahead and so like I'm taking 18 units Mm -hmm. she's an athlete 
so she's in practice so like our schedules are never like meeting up Mm -hmm. so we're like all right when are we going to make time for each other we're like do we facetime like every day Mm -hmm. like do we not like what do we do so we talked about it a lot so for me um if anyone is like thinking about doing that i mean i wouldn't say don't go for it i wouldn't say go for it i think it's it's based on personal Mm -hmm. like your your own personal decision right but if you do decide to go about it definitely have extensive conversation about like how you're gonna go about carrying out that relationship i always tell that (laughs) to people too because i tried long distance my freshman year Mm -hmm. and it didn't work out yeah and now i'm doing long distance again Mm -hmm. and i made it a point to be like okay how often are we gonna see each other or like are we gonna facetime every day like just because it's like a miscommunication if you don't talk about it so that is a good tip i totally agree um yeah. But also another thing that I probably am going to make like a whole separate podcast about, but how were your friendships like from high school and how did, did that kind of like translate into college? Yeah. So a lot of my friends, um, I have like one close group of like guy friends and like they all stayed in like Temecula. So they, most of them oh, stayed at okay. home. Um, some of them went to military, but majority of them stayed at home, go to community college um we're actually still pretty tight today like our whole group we're all pretty tight we try to make time for each other when we can Mm -hmm. um yeah i i feel like that inner circle from high school like i'm still pretty close with which i'm happy about i was like i feel like for the most part that doesn't usually happen yeah i was gonna ask too because i feel like for girls it's a little different than guys Mm -hmm. like i don't know if guys are like always like super close together i've definitely had like guy uh other guys in our group that like kind of like went their separate way yeah and, they're and it's chill like, for them yeah it's like, yeah and we don't really like guys we don't really like talk about it like no that. we would be petty girls are yeah, petty girls about be that. petty but they're like oh you're not gonna talk yes, to me anymore like, like it, we take it personal <laughs> yeah so i like that yeah that's nice i'm happy that uh we were able to stay stay tight yeah for yeah, sure that's really nice having that like close-knit group of friends that from high school that like know you before college oh yeah so it's, it's really nice because they like understand like more of who you are as a person yeah and so, you're like growing up but at different yeah paces different yeah paces. it's interesting so that's cool for yeah. sure um so you earlier you said you came in as a kinesiology major yeah. and then now you're in the is 3d yeah. like kind of how did that change and yeah. like you're also in business at one point yeah so like what yeah there's a lot how did that all happen (laughs) so i came in as a kines major because i originally wanted to do physical therapy Mm -hmm. so physical therapy deals with like people having surgeries rehabbing them getting back to normal function um i did a lot of shadowing like my freshman year and the summer before that Mm -hmm. and i was like already on the edge but like i had already applied to state as a kines major i was like dang i have to wait till the census to change my major so i stayed kines for the first semester um and what actually changed my career path for me was I worked in a nursing facility with like um, old people mm. and I was like, this is going to be my job. Um, nothing <laughs> against physical therapists working in those fields, but personally it wasn't um, something that I wanted to um, take part of. Yeah. Um, it just like didn't fit my personality as much. True. So I decided to go still in the same like health medical field. Um, but more in medicine. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what, also just for background, yeah. for like curiosity reasons, Yeah. when you're in kinesiology, yeah. do you only end up as a physical therapist? Yeah, so no, that's a, that's a good question. So most, 
Most kinesiology majors do end up as physical therapists. Because everyone says, I'm a kines pre-PT major. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so you can't just be a kines major? Yeah, so like, for example, Angie. Like, she's yes. doing kines and she's doing it as a pre-PT, like, yes. major. But you could be a... You can be a personal trainer with a kinesiology degree. True. You can like coach bodybuilding. You can um, be a health coach, um, lifestyle coach. You can be a lot of different things. You can go into more of like the lab sciences area. So it's kind of a broad spectrum with what you can do with that. But but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So how? What made you want to combine like majors too? Because I feel like not a lot of people do IS three D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, for me, there's no like, there's no set path for graduate school to physician assistant school. Right. So there's no like pre-PA uh, major. Yeah. So I kind of took it upon myself to like take as many prereqs and fit it into as many like uh, sections as I could and make that into a major. So essentially like I'm getting my prereqs done and then graduating at the same time. Right. Most people, they'll like go into like a biology major or like... You can be any major to go into medical school or any health field, but you have to get the prereqs done. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to make it easier on myself, save time, save money. So I kind of combined it into one. Got it. Yeah. There's like, when you want to be a PA, I, there is a lot of different routes. Because yeah. how I, I don't know if I brought up my sister before, but she did want to be a PA. You told me that, yeah, yeah. So now she changed her major from bio to EMT. Yeah, that's at cool. At Creighton. That's tough. And you, you kind of, or sh- like... You got your experience in that realm and mm-hmm. stuff. So do you mind talking about that? For yeah. Some? So um, I actually never thought that I was going to. So I, I, I'm an EMT, I am an EMT. I have my license in California and I can um, work in Riverside County and San Diego County. So okay. I have my license in both. Um, I really didn't think I was going to go into like emergency medical services. Because yeah. <laughs> like the only like picture that I have of that is like from TV. It's like. Working with all of like. Have you watched nine one one? Dude, I love the nine one one. Okay, I'm addicted. Yeah. Okay, anyway, but yes. So like, I was like, I don't, I never saw myself doing that, but during COVID, I was like, I want to kind of like do something like non traditional outside of school, like mm-hmm. other than taking more units. What else could I do with my career path or my major? And I was like, okay, what do I want to do? Basically, for like the health realm, like you can choose between being a CNA, which is like a nurse's assistant. You like clean up after people, give meds. Mm -hmm. You can be a scribe, which like works with doctors. They take notes for them. Or a medical assistant, they work at the front office and they do a few procedures with the providers. Um, I decided to become an EMT um, because I realized I kind of like working like more emergency stuff. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of how that happened. I went to EMT school fall um, after we left campus for COVID, okay. so like that fall semester. Fall twenty twenty. Yeah, so I went through EMT school, while taking classes here, mm-hmm. and then I got my license and I started working after that. Dang. Wait. Yeah. So what does that entail to do? Yeah. EMT so school? EMT school, we basically had uh, lectures for four hours, four times a week. So Monday through Thursday. Oh my gosh. So I did four to eight every day for like sixteen weeks. You're lying. Yeah. So. That was a grind for sure, that fall semester. Um, so basically, it's like lectures based on like what you see in the field, how mm-hmm. to deal with different medical emergencies. Um, and then because of COVID, it was all online. Um, and then like to get your license, you have to go through practical exams. 
and like show instructors that you're able to competently deal with patients. So there'll, there'll be like patient simulations where a person will come in and you kind of have to do that. You take that test and then a written test as well, and then you can get your license. Wait, you were doing this while training for ambassadors? Uh, yeah, so that fall semester I was taking classes, I did EMT school, and then I did ambassadors as well. Wait, how did you do it? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, so that one was a tough one because, um, so I did four to eight every night. Yes. Tuesdays and Thursdays were in person, so I was driving from Temecula um, down to San Diego here for EMT school um, for like the practical lab stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of training, I feel like it wasn't too bad because it was really just like, you know, like script. That's really all training is and like learning yeah. how to advise students. True. Um, and a big reason I chose to become an ambassador was because like I already kind of like planning out people's schedules. I like advising people no, on honestly, like what's right satisfying. for them. It's yeah. very satisfying. <laughs> so that's a big part of it. And like it really wasn't too much of training for me. So it was literally just memorizing the script for okay, me. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Dang. So yeah, that was my fall semester. Wow. Twenty twenty. Yeah. And then at that time you're already taking like less units than a full I oh, took, no, you were full time. I was full t- I took twelve units that semester. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. How'd you do it? Like were you just like not ever having free time or like so like i would always try to get all my stuff done within the week okay and at least reserve like saturday and sunday to like be with friends be with my girlfriend like mm-hmm. family and stuff um it wasn't the easiest because like with that much of a load like you tend to procrastinate yes um and like, being online yeah and being online it was tough like sitting at a desk the entire day Um, So definitely took a toll, but uh, my biggest tips were like, if anyone's taking like a big load of anything, like work, school, um, extracurriculars, like definitely staying organized. Everyone says that. So my, my things were Google calendars. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in terms of staying focused, I use like, I don't know if you've heard like the Pomodoro, um, like timers. No. So basically you, it helps with focus. So like doing four hours of EMT school with like other hours of like other homework. Um, I had a hard time focusing, especially mm-hmm. like being in front of the computer. So I'd take a timer and I would set it for 25 minutes, go for 25 minutes, like no distractions, mm-hmm. like just deep work. And then you take a five minute break. Okay. And like science, there's like scientific publications on like how that helps Interesting. you focus. And yeah. you, and you just do the same subject. So like 25 minutes, five minutes, yeah, and like 25, the same thing. I, yeah. So like I plan like, say like emt like study and then like history study and calm like i'll just like block that in and then like put however many 25 minute intervals that i need okay to get that done and like that really helped me interesting yeah it's really good like it's really surprising how refreshing your your mind will be after 25 minutes of work and then you take a five minute break yeah yeah so that was kind of how i went about that before i heard a tip of like it was kind of similar but like not with the break but like Mm -hmm. If you procrastinate and, like, you need to write a paper, then just, like, set a timer for 30 minutes. And then you'll just realize how short it is. And yeah. you'll just want to keep on going. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of not really the same thing. But, like, that's what it reminded me of. For real. But, no, yeah, timers help. But, yeah. Okay. Especially if you have, like, a lot of chapters and stuff. Yeah. So, like, you said it's, like, an emotional toll. Like, how kind of do you handle the stress? Like, what are your... Coping my, mechanisms, my coping I mechanisms. Uh, I would just sleep. For lack of better no, words. Um, shoot. 
I feel like, so my biggest perspective that I took on with like doing all this, all my friends were like, dude, why are you doing this to yourself? My thing was like, you never know when you're going to get an opportunity like the lockdown that we had mm-hmm. to like either you, that time that we had was just like different from any time we've had in the past. Like when we were in person, we would have like time obligations to be specific locations with everything being online. I was like, all right, this is like a good time to like either put school totally to the side and like hang out or like I could like totally like get ahead of where I want to be. And like I decided to go that route. So for me, I didn't really have any coping mechanisms. Like I just kind of did what I need to do to get through that. But at the end of the day, I was like, like if I look back like my junior, senior year, like I'm going to be like happy with where I'm at. No, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of just like taking on that perspective, like kind of helped me get through that um, in a more healthy way. Yeah. Honestly too, like your second year, it's like nothing too exciting, but like you already kind of know what you're doing. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a good year to do all that. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I did all of that and um, I rewarded myself with like, so for the rest of like my time here, like I only have to take like the minimum amount of classes. I don't have any summer school. Like it's pretty much like smooth sailing until graduation. So yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's how I went about doing that. That's cool that you like turned the pandemic around for the better because I feel like that was hard for a lot of people to realize. But no, it's true. Like we did have a lot of time to like do stuff. Yeah. Like, I realized myself, like, I was, like, I don't know why I worked, like, 20 hours before, mm-hmm. like, COVID and everything. And then yeah. that's when, I, like, I did opposite. I slowed yeah. down. <laughs> I slowed down. But, like, yeah, I, I think you're, like, one of the first people I heard, like, that actually, like, kind of took on more. But, like, in a good way, like, a healthy way. Yeah. Do, do you feel like you would have had this podcast if COVID didn't happen? Oh, no. No? No, no, no. Okay, no, no. so no. This, this is an example of, like, one of those things that, like, COVID kind of facilitated. Yeah. There yeah, would so be no cool. way, honestly. Like... Taylor and I would always talk about it, mm-hmm. but we were never in the same place, mm-hmm. like physically. And then we we're like, oh, I mean, we have like nothing to do. Like she wasn't really in her organizations, and like yeah. I wasn't really that involved in mine either. So I was like, okay, I guess we can do it. Yeah. But yeah, and it's gonna be one year. One year. Mhm. On September fourth. Crazy. But yeah. What are your goals then for like the fall semester, and like? Ooh, fall semester. Um. I mean, again, COVID, like, is always part of the picture for me because it gave me a perspective of, like, how much time we actually have with mm-hmm. people in college or just college in general. And it's, like, I feel like I've been on the grind for, like, the past year. And I'm, like, I kind of want to slow down. I want to, like, yeah. take time to, like, do the things that, like, college students should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, for example, last night I went to the Padres game, which was oh, really fun. Oh, serious? Yeah. Oh, I want to go to one. Yeah, we should we should all go to a game. That'd be super fun. Mm-hmm. So it's like stuff like that, and I kind of look back on it, and I was like, I feel like I was a student at San Diego State, but at the same time I wasn't, cause like I wasn't going to the beach as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I didn't take the time to like go to downtown San Diego and like check everything out. I didn't take time to like do San Diego things. Yeah. And so definitely goals for me, uh, for myself, is like taking time to like slow down and do those things. Yeah. Yeah. I realized myself too. I was like, I don't think I've gone to like watch the sunset like more than once this summer. Yeah. Like that is sad. It is sad. But also because I was like doing a lot. But no, same. Mm-hmm. I think the fall semester for me too was like slowing down. Yeah. Because I'm still doing my internship in the fall. But mm-hmm. 
at first I was going to do, like, I was trying to just squish in as many hours as possible. And I think that's mm-hmm. what I always did. Yeah. Like, if I had time, I would do something with my time. Mm-hmm. Like, and that would be usually a job or something. Yeah. But I slowed myself down. And then I'm taking, I'm doing 16 hours a week for that. And okay. that, does, that doesn't sound like I'm slowing down. But to me, it is. Okay. And then <laughs> I was supposed to take 18 units, and now I'm taking 15. Okay, good. Because I was like, okay, why am I taking 18 units? There's no sense. That's good. But no, true. I think it's hard because I had this epiphany the other day that when you're in college, you always think of the next step. Like, mm-hmm. I, in the summer, I was like, well, I need an internship. Like, what am I I can't just do nothing. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, in the fall, I need to do something. You know what I mean? And like, now that I'm like a yeah. senior, I'm like kind of running out of semesters to like plan something. Yeah. So. You know, I heard, I heard a speech like given once and it was like, it was given by a medic or like a doctor mm-hmm. and he was giving like um, a speech like at graduation and he was talking about how like, okay, when you're in elementary school, like you're thinking, oh, like I'm looking forward to middle school mm-hmm. and you're in middle like school and up. it flies by and you're like, dang, like I'm going to be a freshman in high school and like on and on and on all the way to like, okay, well, I'm in medical school now. Like I reached the pinnacle. What's next? And it's like, oh, residency. What's after residency? And he went all the way down the line and was like, you don't want to like live your life and get to the end and you're like, dang, like that's it. Like, right. And so I definitely share that sentiment. It's like we go through life thinking of always think of the next step, which is good in like some ways. Mm-hmm. But like there's always a time and like a balance like to like slow down and right. like be in the moment. And it's like so hard to do that nowadays. Yeah, it is. Because it's like as college students, like we have so many pressures to like become adults yeah and like uh, know what we're doing know what you're doing and like for the most part like none of us know what we're doing like, yeah it's really sure. not a real expectation like mm-hmm. in, in our head it's like pushing us forward but like in reality it's like most of us are just like all still trying to figure right. out right and so, also like in business specifically it's they always have like a oh you have to do this and like this and yeah. like it might be too late if you don't yeah. think of this at, I don't know I think now it's changing like the narrative's changing mm-hmm. but I think especially our parents I think grew up with that like yeah. you have to do this and this and this or else you're not going to be here mm-hmm. so I think it's like this weird like in between that we're all like experiencing right now of like yeah oh they tell us self-care but like they also tell us like you like, have to do this yeah you have to like <laughs> be married and have a family I know like the time you graduate is like what yeah it's it's a weird time I feel like um I guess with that like do you not only just like specifically in your like field and like your career goals and stuff Mm -hmm. but like how do you what would you tell somebody else that like kind of wants to go in your route but Mm -hmm. like doesn't really know how and since there's so many different ways like how do you really know what's like right sure so I think um like not even PA school specifically, but any student that like wants to go into like health, it's very weird because like other majors, you major in that so you can work in that specific field. With health, it's very like, you kind of have to like pave your own path in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not very like given for you. So my biggest tips for them are like, um, go to the pinnacle and trace your steps backward. So what what practically it would be, Look up the graduate programs or associates programs or whatever program you want to get to. Look up the prerequisites and then kind of plan from there. Mm. Make a structure of like the classes you need, the requirements you need, and then like 
put those into like actionable steps like okay this semester I'm gonna take this I'm gonna volunteer this many hours I'm gonna try to find work in this place and like go from there and like take day by day and do those steps and like before you know it you'll you'll get in your program mm -hmm. so that's kind of like my perspective on like students and health yeah yeah that's a good tip mm -hmm. and I think that can work in a lot of other places for in sure life. yeah just take your goals put into steps and mm -hmm. um, just you just got to execute after that yeah nice also you have an Instagram now I do tracking your journey do you want to share that with everyone sure so this Instagram page I started um, I started it about five four or five months ago mm -hmm. um, it's more to it's to track my progress with like keeping up with my stats with what I'm doing in my journey to becoming a physician assistant um, it's pa.visions um, and that's like my at on Instagram um, but basically I kind of track like my journey through um, the pre-pa profession like my ups and downs and like kind of what I'm doing so yeah yeah and um, once Jordan did a day in my life thing <laughs> and I was like oh, how did you like I was astonished because we were doing the same job for orientation, but like you did it like meanwhile doing all these other things. Yeah. So like kind of are our days always crazy like that for you in terms of like volunteering and like working and all that? So let's see. Specifically this last spring semester. So like I was finishing up my training for ambassadors. And then over the summer we obviously had orientation, which was super busy. Um my it was actually a blessing because like i had a really cool boss mm -hmm. and he was very understanding of like i'm an ambassador i'm have like school and stuff so he like gave me like literally any shift i wanted oh nice so like if, he, if i wanted to work early in the morning like he would give me like a shift in the morning um generally i would like the first thing every morning for me would be like work so my shifts would start at like six in the morning and go into like two and then the rest of the day would be for like school and then ambassadors. So that's kind of what that looked like for me. Dang. Oh, and I also asked you this on your story, but I want you to share it with everyone. Sure. But like, what was the craziest thing you've seen like, <laughs> as an EMT? Sure. So um, most of my EMT experience, like the stuff that I saw came from going through school. So when I worked as an EMT, it was more or less what you see on TV. I worked at a clinic and it was for screening people. So it was a screening clinic. Um, so I tested people predominantly for COVID. Oh, okay. That was the biggest thing. So like I was exposed. Like, yeah, were you scared? I was scared, but like I was getting tested every day. True. Like true. I was staying healthy. Like, I was keeping up my immune system. And surprisingly, like I never got it. And I was like... That's crazy. And I would literally see like maybe... And, to, and they were positive, like right in front of 10 to pop. 20 positives a day, like in front of my face. Like it was... It's really cool in a way for me, like, it's like, dang, like, COVID-19, the whole pandemic, but, like, seeing someone with COVID is, yeah, like, a different experience. For sure. And it's really eye-opening, like, seeing how real this pandemic is. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, yeah, um, back to your question, like, the craziest thing that I saw as an EMT... Because the shows really make it look scary. Dude, yeah. So the shows are definitely different than what actually happens in real life. There's definitely some crazy stuff like yeah. in real life still. But um, I think the craziest thing I saw was there was um, a patient who 
had a stroke that mm-hmm. that day and like you could f- see like a whole side of their body oh yeah was like paralyzed like they couldn't move it at all yeah and like they were just like on the stretcher and i was like dang like that's what it looks like it's different reading in the books like how to treat it and sure. what it looks like and seeing it in real life it was it was just crazy that's probably the craziest yeah. thing i've seen my papa used to have strokes and i mean i wouldn't see yeah. obviously but like yeah. I think back, or I remember like slurring was something too, but mm-hmm. like, no, I've never seen like that. So I could assume that's like freaky. Like, yeah. The whole sagging and everything. So yeah, it wasn't a mild stroke. So normally like the mild strokes you'll see, um, you'll see like minor deficits. So like maybe like there would be facial drooping on yeah. one side and like slurred speech and like loss of consciousness. But like this person was like totally unconscious and like you could see like oh. the whole like left side of their body was like not moving at all yeah that's freaky it was freaky um but yeah that was that was like my second day shadowing no on an ambulance and i was just like i was just looking and i was like traumatized what do i do yeah and they're like "Uh, really all we can do is just give them oxygen and they just transport them to the hospital and then they take them from there so yeah that was probably the craziest thing i've seen jeez so since you worked like directly in covid Mm -hmm. Like, kind of, how was that experience? Like, were you just... Like, emotionally, I think that's my question. Yeah, so the thing was, um, like, my first day working, I remember, like, I put on, like, this whole, like, hazardous material, yeah. like, suit. Like, I had to fully suit up. There's, like, specific protocols you have to do. You have to wash your hands before. You, like, you're ha- you have the suit on for the whole day. So, like, if you have to itch your eye or, like, scratch your face, like, you can't even do anything. Like, no. Because you're in, like, contact with these patients. And, yes. like, you're testing them and all that stuff. Um, but for me, it was kind of just, like, I had lived through it. So, let's see. I started working in January. And COVID started the year prior to that. I had lived it. And I was like, okay. Like, prior to that, I had never seen a positive, like, what that actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, a severely positive person. Um, and, like, just seeing it, like, really, like, showed me, like, how real it was. And, like, after that, like, I started going back to, like, our first month of COVID where, like, everyone was super, like, safe with everything. So, mm-hmm. like, I definitely started being more, even more hygienic than I already was. And just, like, learning how to keep your immune system healthy and, like, being safe. Yeah. So, Yeah. Emotionally, it was just, like, crazy just seeing, like, how many people were there uh, that had COVID. And I was just like, wow, this is, like, so real. Yeah, I bet. So, yeah. Dang. It was a crazy experience. I know. Now you can tell your kids, like, I literally worked through that pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) Dang. Okay, cool. But um, last thing I wanted to ask was, like, what kind of classes are you taking for the rest of the... (laughs) or like what else do you have left I guess since you kind of already know yeah so back on one one of your previous questions you were like I did have business as one of my oh yeah my uh majors within Mm -hmm. IS3D um but I recently changed it to bio so I used to be psych uh psych kines and business Um, and then I changed business to bio um so this this semester I'll be taking like the pre-major classes for bio okay just uh taking two of them I have one lab and then the rest I'm finishing up my kinesiology classes like my major okay, classes cool. yeah yeah yep. oh nice yep so it'll be a it'll be a chill semester I'm only taking like 
thirteen, I think. Oh, that's really nice. That'll be nice. I'm taking I'm taking those classes, and then um, I'm taking a salsa class as well. Salsa. Yeah, like dancing. Oh, salsa. that's sick. I yeah, I was like, when I when I'm like an adult, like I want to be able to. Like, <laughs> an adult. Like, do salsa like I think it's cool. I want to take an ENS class, but I don't know which one. And I'm also like like I said, running out of semesters, so I should yeah. probably decide on one. Yeah, you should. But I didn't want to pay for another unit. Yeah, so we'll see. I feel that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, cool. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share? I would just say for anyone coming, starting classes soon, like, really make the most of it. Like, uh, I was walking on campus today and, like, walking past all the classes and was like, dang, like, we really walked out of, like, some of us walked out of that lecture, like, our last lecture hall and, and like, we haven't been back since. Exactly. And, like, we, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't know. Yeah. We thought it was a joke at first, so. No, literally. <laughs> I would say make the most of it, like definitely try to start building more relationships with people because mm-hmm. um, college goes by quicker than we think. Yeah, for sure. Um, so make those relationships, network with your professors because um, I'm sure they're, they've been eager to like get to meet students, give students opportunities that are well-deserved. So meet your professors, get involved, but make the most of it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Also, one last thing. Did, was there any resources on campus that helped you with EMT or anything like that, or like professors or mentors? Yeah, so um, I'm part of PASA, which is the Physician Assistant Student Association on campus. And through there, I like networked with like um, senior students last year. Mm -hmm. And they kind of like told me like what my options were in terms of getting experience. So that's kind of how I figured out about EMT school. Um, So, but there's like a whole bunch of different like pre-health clubs that people can join. HPOW, which is the Health Professions Advising Office. Um, Logan Watson, the advisor, helped me like kind of pave out my path. Okay, like, nice. How I wanted to time things out, and it worked out really nice. So he helped out a lot. Um, is there anyone else? I would say those are the two biggest resources I used. For, okay. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's nice for others to hear like what you used. Mm-hmm. Um Especially when you want to go into pre-professional things, like there's resources. I just think like a lot of people are too late to use them. Yeah. So. The thing with that, it's like, it's very niche. So it's like, you either know it or you don't. Right. Or right. you, you know, people that know it, but it's like, um, like you said, it's like either you got on, got on board in time or you didn't. So yeah. it's kind of tough. So yeah. if you can find out about those things early, like it's definitely beneficial to take advantage of those resources. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. yeah. And then about your experience with, like, other seniors being helpful, like, mm-hmm. for those of you who are, like, just starting out as freshmen or, like, second, third years and stuff, like, there's a lot of people who know, like, a lot or even just different things that, like, you don't even, you don't even know you're searching for yeah. and, like, they have those experiences to share with you. So mm-hmm. that's also just a great place to start as well, just, like, networking with, like, others. Um, yeah. But, yeah, for sure. That's a really great tip. So thanks once again, Jordan, for being on the podcast. Yeah. I enjoyed talking to you about everything because I feel like I knew things uh-huh. about like your experience that I didn't know like to what extent you were doing yeah, yeah, yeah. amidst COVID. So cool. um, yeah, I'm glad that you're able to share that. Um, once again, follow, follow his Instagram and follow him along his journey because um, you still have another year left. Another, I do have another year left. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you'll post more day in the life because I... Definitely. That'll be so exciting. But yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, But yeah, thanks once again for being on. And I hope you guys all enjoyed. And 
yeah, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Peace.